Good morning, everyone. Again, blessed Easter to you. My friends, I'm going to tell you uh, what the outside world thinks is really annoying about Christians, and you're not going to believe what I'm going to tell you. Two things. The first thing is our optimism. Oh, my gosh, I can't tell you as a priest how many people, oh, gosh, you guys just see the brighter things of everything, in the midst of everything, everything, everything that's gone, all the mess of this world. And there you are with your smile, believing in Jesus Christ, and he's going to fix everything. That really annoys them. The second thing that really annoys them is the other Christians. They just complain about everything, everything, even in the restaurants. We were in a restaurant, and they, they said, you know, Father, your people come in, and they're very kind and generous. But I can't say that of all the Christians that come in here. And I thought, well, how do you know the other ones? Because they're grouchy. <laughs> There's a third thing that kind of irritates some of the Roman Catholics, our long homilies. <laughs> but to our Protestant brothers and sisters who are visiting us, I know your pastors will talk for 45 minutes. <laughs> Mr. Kyle's not that true, Mr. Baptist. Yeah, they give sermons, 45 minutes to an hour. <laughs> so my friends, all of us Christians can face just about anything and endure just about anything. And we hear these stories about Christians throughout the world who can do this. And it is because... Um, as long as we know or believe that it will not last forever the way things are and that something better is on the horizon, we can face just about any trial. My friends, of late in our parish, there have been many passings and many uh, folks who have come and uh, they are facing very serious health issues, uh, surgeries and cancer and uh, People can face this if they believe that um, modern medicine can help them and make them well again. And we hear about uh, captives of war, prisoners. We look to Ukraine and see those people, uh, the hope and resilience. And people who are taken hostage uh, in wars can face a long capture as long as they believe that there will be an end to this and that they will enjoy freedom again. We can face the rigors of a long, rainy winter, like today. Two weeks ago, it was sunny and 60, and then it was winter again. And I thought, Lord, stop teasing us. But we know that winter will end and spring will come. And what all this underlines is the importance of hope. Christian hope is as necessary for the spirit as it food is for our bodies. It is amazing what the human spirit can endure and overcome, provided that it is nourished with the bread of hope, always steeped with faith. Easter provides an enormous injection of Christian hope for the human spirit. Last night I stayed up watching from Rome and from other places throughout the world, and just for a time, there seemed to be more unity, more peace, and how much that is needed. There are a lot of challenges in our life. 
good things are destroyed and good people, all you have to do is get on the internet or watch the news. Good people have very challenging things and events that come their way. We hear stories almost daily now of good and kind people being cut down, harmed, murdered, destroyed. Friends, our scriptures tell us about a good man like that. Jesus was cut down by this world also. They despised him, and he was just good. Here's the surprise. He rose from the dead. Me? If God rose me from the dead, I would have been like, see? There you go. There you go. There you go. And now I'm going to, now, now you're in trouble now for what you did. But Jesus didn't do that. He wished everyone peace, everyone. The odd thing about that resurrection, the world did not take much notice that this Jesus of Nazareth came back from the dead. The reason for this lies in part in the fact that it was very humble and hidden. Jesus did not appear in triumph in the temple in Jerusalem. He didn't come back and humiliate all those who had been so mean to him. I'm working on that. I probably would have done the opposite. Only those whom he called by name and he broke bread with and to whom he spoke words of peace were aware of what happened. We hear in the story of the women who were going, they were doing what they normally would do for a funeral, going to anoint the body. How they were going to move the stone was beyond me because the stone was rolled. I was wondering who the ladies were going to get to move the stone. But it was only to these close-knit folks that uh, took notice that Jesus did what he said he would do. He came back from the dead. But even they had difficulty in believing according to the gospel account. Like many of us, they were slow to believe completely of mind, heart. Yet, it was this hidden event that freed humanity from the shackles of death and despair. Jesus' resurrection was a sign to those who loved him and followed him that God's love is stronger than human death. God's love is stronger than any despair we may have in this world. The resurrection of Jesus must not be separated from the resurrection of humanity saved by him. My friends, the Christian faith rests on this, that he rose from the dead. And not just for him, he did it for us. By entering fully into human life and by experiencing the very bitterness of this world, and believe me, the world, well, from the accounts, they were really mean to him. But he responded with love. And when Peter tried to defend him with a sword, Jesus was like, put that down. Remember, he harmed a guard. And what does Jesus do? He, he picks up the ear and puts it back on. <laughs> and of course, it's Jesus, so it's all fixed. He entered into our humanity. He became fully human. And by experiencing everything, including death, Jesus became not only our brother, but our Lord and our Savior for all people, for anyone who would approach him, for anyone that would at least listen. 
The passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus was part of God's plan. God's plan is always a mystery to us. And thus he leads the way to the Father and to the Father's kingdom. At Easter, we still feel the pain of the world. I still watched the news and saw stories of violence. I know about pains in the families of our people here at St. Nicholas. The struggles of friends and perhaps the pain in our own hearts this morning as you sit here. But my friends, a new element has been introduced into our human lives. It does not remove the pain, but it gives it a different meaning. If you will, it transforms it. My friends, I think about Good Friday, how they tortured Jesus, they executed him, and then on that Easter Sunday he rose from the dead, and the great joy, but that great joy did not dismiss the suffering and pain of Good Friday. They were certainly happy to see Jesus. First, they didn't believe. I mean, he had to go and do barbecues and eat fish in front of them to get him to believe. But his rising did not take away the pain and the suffering that they had felt, that experience of mourning and loss. But his resurrection changed everything. It transformed it. It lights it, everything up with hope. Everything changed with Christ's Paschal mystery. All is different for the Christian because Jesus, the Christ, has risen. He is alive, and he speaks his words of peace and love and hope to us now, just as he spoke them to the original apostles. My friends, faith in the resurrection of Jesus is the basis of our hope also. You must also come to believe by living a life of faith, by living as Jesus asked, to love and to forgive and to show mercy, that you already have that spark of the divine within you. You are already living a resurrected life. So my friends, therefore, there is a quiet joy amongst us Christians that sometimes irritates the others. And it is that deep sense of peace because we know that God is stronger than death. God is stronger than despair. That God is good. Love is stronger than fear and Christian hope is stronger than any despair. But you have to have faith to see this. My friends, when we leave, the, we will sing Jesus Christ is risen today. You've got to come to believe what you're singing and saying. If you're not, everything is false, is not true. Everything that I'm telling you about will not come to pass for you. You will still be in the tomb, the tomb of your own making. I suppose Jesus can send an angel to move the stone away, but his very word should be enough. When we sing or say Jesus Christ is risen today, we do not mean only Jesus Christ was risen once upon a time. We mean that the risen Christ is alive and around us today. If you look with the eyes of faith, you will find Jesus. He is with us. He continues to teach and to heal and to touch. He helps us in our times of joy and our times of trials. If you believe and have faith, then not only is Christ risen, but we believers too are already living a risen life by his power and his grace. I beg you to walk then in faith 
walk this day with joy that Christ is risen and brought into our world and into our lives a new meaning. My friends, there are many naysayers that were in the original time of the apostles, and they're still around. They say the apostles' faith, our faith in Jesus Christ, is flimsy, but it is not. They put forth that uh, the apostles' faith and our faith uh, in Jesus Christ did not produce the resurrection, but rather, my friends, because they'll say, we wanted it so bad that we came to believe it, but all the stories in the scriptures are, speak the opposite. Jesus had to practically smack them around in his body when he came back to get them to believe. He, they would not believe. It was his resurrection and the proof of that that actually created the faith. And ours. And in the words of Venerable Bishop Sheen, God love you. Bye now.